Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Goobs and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Pulte, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. Joko, how are we living today? It's going pretty good, man. I mean, we're in finals week of uh, college basketball, so not a lot really going there. It's pretty, pretty light. We have a glorious Thursday night game, uh, Easton Stick, Aiden O'Connell. You know what? You never know what kind of magic you can get, especially after last Thursday where it was just an offensive explosion. I expect yeah. somewhat of the same thing today, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is not a very high over-under in that game. And uh, it's also probably not going to be a very highly rated game, I would imagine. Um, yeah, what do you want to you wanna start with? NFL? You want to do some bowl games here? What do you, What's a... Yeah, I, I've created a little cheat sheet for us here to kind of discuss the future bowls because I, like most Americans, I will bet every bowl game just because I'm an American and I can. What else is there to do during this holiday break? Yep. Okay. So, I mean, if you really want to talk about NFL, we could talk Thursday night first or go straight into bowling. Um, let's go into the bowling first and then we'll switch to NFL. Alrighty. So first so, up... You just uh, let me t- see if you have a different on your list, but Georgia Southern Ohio. Yep, that is my favorite bowl, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. It is this Saturday at I think what ten a.m. our time or Central Time. Ten a.m. So you get Central. to wake up early Saturday. I might miss this game. I will be out on a golf course this weekend, so who knows? But I'll probably have it on my phone. All right, let's talk about the what to know about this before you start betting it. I believe the spread is Georgia Southern is favored by three and a half points. Am I crazy on that? That's correct. All right, so here's why. Georgia Southern has one transfer portal that's actually worth a difference. But he hasn't played since week seven, so they're kind of used to him being gone. That's Jalen Denton. He's a cornerback. Nothing too crazy there. Uh, Their leading rusher, Jalen White. Uh, linebacker Isaiah Isaac Walker they did not play their regular season final they could be back for bowl they could set this out so those are kind of the two question marks there so that's pretty much the only change on Georgia Georgia Southern now the Ohio Bobcats have a completely different situation so their starting quarterback got hurt very early into the season so their backup QB Curtis Rourke He is transferring, so he is hitting the transfer portal. So Ohio Bobcats are down to their third stringer. They're also out their main wide receivers and two top running backs. So both of them are leaving for transfer portal. So expect that. So there is a reason why you see Georgia Southern is favored. Now, I look at it more of close to home. Is there hard travel? Are the kids even giving a shit? I still sort of like the Ohio Bobcats. I don't know why the plus three and a half in the hook. I think when you're playing a couple of tough matching schools, it's a lot difficult compared to the competition Georgia Southern's had. So even with all the transfer portals, all that kind of stuff, I would lean personally to Ohio's Bobcats plus three and a half. Okay. Um, what about the over-under is 49 with this many question marks? It kind of makes sense to just do under. You would say that, but I mean, I'm going back to records, uh, like just normal against the spread records here. Mm -hmm. I think the over in bowl games has hit, I don't know, maybe 
70 to 80 percent of the time because once again this is kind of like almost a pro bowl aspect of like who gives a fuck it, this is going to be a lot of people just kind of slinging the rock because it is the last game of the year. Just kind of go out with a high note, maybe have some cool plays. I would, that is a pretty high total for what this is with everybody being out. So I would lean under, but don't be surprised if that goes over. Got it. Okay. Um, next up, I got the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, Jacksonville State at UL, or not at, but uh, against UL at Lafayette. Jacksonville State, minus two and a half. And the over-under in this one is 58 and a half. So definitely expecting some points in this one. Yep, not a lot of news here. I do think this is an over game, without a doubt. Uh, if you're really wanting to go into the cheat sheet here, uh, Jacksonville State, is only transfer portal that's worth noticing is their place kicker. Okay. Nothing crazy there. Um. Starting cornerback is hurt, hasn't played since week eight. Uh, edge rusher Jalen Swain, he did not play the regular season. He probably will not play this game. For the Ragin' Cajuns, transfer portal is the linebacker and a safety. So nothing too spectacular here. Both of these teams will, I would pros, like if I'm going to go off of a lean, I'm going with the dog here, Louisiana plus two and a half. I'm a Ragin' Cajun guy. I think they should win this game outright, if anything. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a, a pick on either of these teams, but uh, 58 and a half was almost worth watching if you think it's going to go oh, over. It's, this is going to be a great game. Dude, this is the battle for the New Orleans Bowl. This is what people put on their calendars, their main goals, out in the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns locker room. This is something they look forward to here. Yeah, it, it, I would have guessed that UL Lafayette, <laughs> uh, their mascot is the Raging Cajuns, but I also would have guessed that for 12 other uh, Louisiana schools. I just think they should all be the Cajuns. Uh, it's a battle. But, yeah. This is an absolute battle. This is going to be an electric show here. I love the over 58 and a half. I think easily Raging Cajuns can score, I don't know, 40, 50. Okay. They nice. might do it themselves. Um, all right, next up, we have the Cure Bowl. Uh, Miami oh, of Ohio the at App State. Yes, so App State, kind of a big... Uh, I think their record doesn't show how good they are. I mean, they played a tough schedule in the fun belt. Uh, they are James Madison's one loss this year. They can play some good ballpark or ball games here. Uh, Miami of Ohio, their starting quarterback, Avion Smith, is transferring. So they will be going with a backup. A potential, actually a potential third stringer as well. So heads up there for Miami of Re Ohio Redhawks. App State, uh, their leading rusher is transferring Nate Noel. Uh, Deshaun Davis is also transferring wide receiver. Milan Tucker also transferring. He's third in receiving. So a little bit of offensive power is gone, but I think that's not a huge difference. If you're a wide receiver at App State, I'm sure your backup's just as good. Hate yep. to be that guy. So I would actually lean App State minus six and a half. I think they easily win by a touchdown. Okay. Um, and the over-under is only 43. It's kind of low for a pool game. Yeah, and that's just because these are 
somewhat low. Like these are Ohio, Ohio. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ohio of Miami. Miami of Ohio is got a good defense. And basically looking at their transfer portal, nobody transferred off their defense. So they're all staying. They're all staying to play the game. They should all be out there kicking ass. So this should be a good defensive game. I do think App State will have a little bit of an off- offensive explosion. I would say App State could probably score anywhere from 25 to 30 points. Miami of Ohio around 10 to 15. Um, all right. Next up, we got New Mexico State at Fresno State in the New Mexico Bowl. Um, yes. In this Albuquerque. Might be my play of the year. Play um, of the year. So, play well, of the year. One. Yeah, is this because you have made lots of money off New Mexico State all year? My favorite team. I mean, I wish I could buy a hat with all the winnings I had, but I, I just feel weird wearing a New Mexico State hat. You'll have a lot of random people come up to you like, you graduate there? I'm like, no. I just gamble on them, sadly. But New Mexico State, uh, Diego Pavia, his in, he did injure his elbow in the title game. He is fine. He's expected to play. Uh, kids that are transferring, pretty big one here. Trent Hudson, 35 catches, 10 touchdowns, one of the leaders of that team. He will be transferring. P.J. Johnson, not a huge impact. He only had 82 snaps this whole season. And that's really about it. There's not many people that have such a big impact on this New Mexico State team. Also, it is the New Mexico Bowl. I want to remind you on that. Now, for Fresno, their coach is stepping away for health conditions. So right now, they have an interim head coach. Uh, transfer portal is just a backup QB and a couple linebackers that only had minimal snaps. So nothing too crazy there. I would expect New Mexico State minus three and a half. By the hook, make it to three. This will be a closer game than expected. Fresno's not a bad team. Uh, New Mexico State has shown that they're not they're they're an incredible covering team, so they are gonna probably take care of business. And you're battling for your own home bowl here. Okay. The, the bowl's named after you. New Mexico State, the New Mexico Bowl, come on. All right. Uh, yeah, the, it's a no doubter. Uh New Mexico State in that one. Uh like you said, by the hook, get it down to minus three. And uh that'll be the play. Um okay. Next up we have the LA Bowl. Uh that is UCLA. Uh, at Boise State, um, UCLA is favored by four and a half over under 48 and a half. What do you got? Yeah, so let's talk about people that are not going to be playing. Uh, starting quarterback for the Boise State Broncos, he has entered the transfer portal. Uh, Max Madison, the backup QB, is out for the season. So they will be riding with the third stringer. So heads up there. Now, UCLA, they'd have a couple other transfer portals. Uh, Dante Moore, they kind of use a two-quarterback system, so I don't know if that's that big of a deal. Uh, Their main quarterback, Ethan Gravers, will be available in Week 13. Or he will be available after his injury in Week 13, so we should be fine there. This is an easy UCLA bowl. All right, pick UCLA minus 4.5. I usually don't like betting minus 4.5. I think this is going to be fine. We're down to a third stringer on Boise State. This could be pretty bad. I think this is a UCLA beatdown. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Um, I just, even when Boise State had its its quarterback, I didn't 
really like them. So being them being on their third string doesn't <laughs> isn't going right. to sway me the opposite direction. Um, okay. Next up, we got the Independence Bowl, uh, which is in Louisiana. That is Cal versus Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, this is teams. part of this. A lot of people think of Louisiana; they think of like New Orleans. This is on the northern kind of top of the boot part. So this is near the Dallas Fort Worth area. I would expect a ton of Texas Tech fans to be in there. They should have almost home field advantage with all the people that will travel for this game. Uh, key things to kind of look at here. Their backup or their quarterback that got benched halfway through the season, he will be transferring. Two starting wide receivers, Miles Price and uh, Jadard Bradley, they will be transferring. Uh, other than that, not many big names. Here we go. Starting left tackle. He played majority of the snaps this year. Only had two sacks allowed. He will be transferring. So that could be big on their side. Uh, Brand Mart- uh, Morton out of Eastland, Texas. He should be 100% healthy for the bowl game. So expect their main quarterback to go back in there and he'll be fine. I'm looking at the Golden Bears, seeing what's going on with them. They have two quarterbacks in the transfer portal. I'm assuming they're down to, yeah, this is a backup game for Cal. So Ben Finley's out, Sam Jackson's out. Um, looking, their linebackers out. Yeah, so this should be pretty ugly for the Cal. So I would lean Texas Tech. This is a huge home game. Minus three is a gift. Go with Texas Tech. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't see any objection. Uh, it is 57 and a half, but like you said, uh, just could be a wild shootout of a bowl game. Absolutely. I mean, also, look at the weather when a time comes, because I do think there is a cold front hitting in that part of the woods or part of that neck of the area coming up soon this uh, upcoming weekend. So check that. If it's anywhere in the 40s, hit the under. If it's above that, you could go over. Nice. Uh, next up, uh, definitely one of my favorite bowls here, the famous Toastery Bowl. Uh, Is this the one with the uh, Pop-Tart? I assume so, yeah. Uh, Western Kentucky at ODU. Uh, ODU, minus two and a half point favorite, over under 55. And yeah, what was the Pop-Tart thing with this? It's like they have a, a edible mascot, right? Yes, he's actually edible. So you'll see a Pop-Tart guy walking around, and you could actually take a bite of him. Is there a way we can bet that someone scores a touchdown and tries to do it? If It's got to be in the props. If FanDuel doesn't, we're, this country's going to shit. What's the point of watching the game? What, yeah, what's the point? I mean, uh, other than that, I mean, what? Western Kentucky, 7-5. and five, Old Dominion, 6-6. Six and six, Nothing too special here. Uh, talking about potential outs. Uh, trying to see. So there are some reports that uh, quarterback Austin Reed could miss the bowl. There is an NFL prospect, Corley, wide receiver. He might be potentially sitting out. From what I'm hearing, he's still in. Uh, A couple people that are transferring out, center, left guard, right tackle, another guard. Yeah, so there's four basically main guys that are on the offensive line. That will not be playing for Western Kentucky. So keep your head out, keep your eyes out for that. Other than that, not too many crazy transfer portals for Old Dominion. Uh, starting safety, played the majority of the season. He will be transferring, but that's about it. Personally, 
I have to go ODU on this. Minus two. I'm picking a lot of chalk here. I'm not loving it. But with all the people that are playing, that are sitting out, it's kind of hard not to. Well, yeah, the, the chalk is because of all the people, you know, not playing. So it makes sense. Um, it should, in theory, be even more chalky than, than normal. In my yeah. Um, okay, nice. Uh, next up, we have the Frisco Bowl. In Frisco, That's a good I mean, one. I lived in Texas for three years. I cannot tell you where Frisco, Texas is. but It's UTSA, a suburb of Dallas. Oh, okay. Well, UTSA... Marshall, UTSA is a huge favorite. 13 points. It's a lot for a bowl game. Absolutely, and I'll tell you why. There is not a fucking person transferring. There's no injuries, no nothing. Marshall on the other side, starting quarterback, hit the transfer portal. Uh, Center and guard, Trent Holler, hit the transfer portal. Starting wide receiver, Caleb Combs, transfer portal. They also have a brand new coach at offensive coordinator. There's a lot of shit going on with the coaching staff there. On the other hand, UTSA, Jeff Trailer will stay with UTSA. That's big for the boys. This is the last time we can watch Frank Harris play at quarterback. He's been there for 25 years. It's finally time where his eligibility is up. This will be his last game. Here's the play of the year. It's my second one. Probably too many. Let's call it play of the month. Texas UTSA team total over 31 and a half points. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. no, I, I mean, this is the last time we'll get to see him. This will most likely be the last time we see him play football. I think he's well aware. He's not a first round draft pick. He's not potentially a top seven round draft pick. He may make a practice squad, but I really think in his mind and everybody else with UTSA, this is the end of an era of the Meep Meeps. I think you have to go with UTSA team total here. Okay. Nice. Um, do you want to keep going or you want to wait until... Because uh, there is the, the break there, the one day off. We do you have a one-day break? It's up to you. You want to flip a coin? I think we should just switch. So many- Switch to Sorry, NFL, fuck. because the other ones are a little bit more exciting. Uh, yeah. And I want to kind of be able to go deeper on those. Cool. Let's go to the NFL. All righty. So first up, we have this Thursday night showdown in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> this is the time of year when Vegas is usually the slowest. Uh, and I love that they have this game here. Uh, like you said, Easton Stick, who the name sounds familiar, but I cannot remember uh, where he's from. He, um, uh, dude, he is from South Dakota State in the Division Two world. He won three straight championships there. The kid could throw; he could throw the rock. All right, he has kind of been a journeyman in this league for. I think he was with the Colts. I think he was with the Chargers for a minute. Or yeah, well, he's clearly with the Chargers, but he's gone back and forth between Colts, Chargers, and I think the Giants. I could be wrong there, but he has won some championship caliber games. I think this will be nothing to him. That D2 championship is probably one of the harder things to do in sports. They go through a 16-team playoff. He's played in big games. I don't think he'll be phased. Uh, And Josh, no Josh Jacobs tonight for the Raiders. No Keenan Um, Allen for the Chargers. No Keenan Allen. Uh... Kind of, yeah. I don't really know who you're rooting for in this game. <laughs> Austin Eckler, I guess, is uh, is still around. Uh, 
for those fantasy players. Um, I don't really have a pick on this. Uh, the over-under <laughs> is over 34 and a half. I have nothing. I don't... Uh, so this morning scenario. I woke up and I was like, all right, let me check my phone. Let me check the spread, see if anything looks good. I got the under 35 and a half and I f- feel okay about it. So that that would be my pick. Maybe buy it up if it's at 34, buy it up half a point to 35 and just kind of hope and pray. Because every time we talk shitty about a game where it's going to be like, this game's going to suck, this game's going to be so low scoring, an offensive explosion goes on, right? I think we thought the Bears-Vikings game would be pretty crazy with Fields and Dobbs throwing the Brock, and then we saw that was like a field goal game. Do the opposite of what you think, and that'll probably be okay. Yeah, this is kind of uh, the loser basically gets knocked out of the playoffs, um, which incredibly they're both still alive. Um, but I would assume that also means the loser, if it's the Chargers, means Brandon Saley finally gets fired. So I don't know. I think they're going to wait till Bill Belichick is officially gone. Yeah, probably. And that's when Staley will be fired. So that's why there hasn't been anything crazy of like he's fired after a game. Uh, well, then the next game is actually on Saturday. Saturday, 1 o'clocker. Uh, Vikings at the Bengals. Bengals are favored by three with the red-hot Jake Browning uh, over under 40 and a half. And Nick Mullins is going to be starting that? Did I read that? Old Nicholas Mullins will be starting. Yep. Oh, boy. Just um, another barn burner. If I have a pick here and... Only reason why I'm doing this is I feel like it is a Saturday morning game or 1 p.m. game. It's off their normal schedule. It's kind of like those Thursday night games where you're kind of like snuck up on. Kind of like the under 40 here. I can't imagine Nick Mullins lighting it up. Uh, the Vikings defense has been decent. I mean, they're holding teams to like little to no points. I think they've only given up, what, 30 points in the last three weeks, something crazy like that. So um, I think this is going to be a really good under here to hit. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'll probably lean Bengals. Um, the one prop that I do like is uh, TJ Hawkinson over five and a half receptions. Um, apparently uh, something to do with Nick Mullins and passing to his tight end. I was reading some stats there. I don't want to repeat them because they're probably wrong based on my memory. But I remember going, oh, yeah, that would line up really well for uh, Hawkinson. So oh, yeah. I'm going to have some Hawkinson plays here in the DK and player props for this week. Um, okay. Anything else on that game? No, not really. I would just stick with the under. I would personally lean the Browns minus three. Just Browning's been looking good. I'm sorry, not Browns. Bengals minus three. So we should be good to go there. Uh, next up, Steelers and Colts. Uh, Colts are minus one and a half point favorites. Over 42 and a half is the over under. Uh, and this is another big game here for uh, playoff potential. Um, what do you got? I mean, did you did you know that uh, the Colts have only won like seven games in the history of the NFL of them being around against the Steelers? I did not. Yeah, they're like seven and like thirty. It's not um, great, but realistically, in this game, I don't know. Steelers haven't looked awesome. They just haven't. They've looked pretty rough. I mean, once you get beat by the Patriots, it's a really bad sign when they're basically trying to tank for a top position here. Yeah. Um, 
Hmm. Give me the Steelers plus one and a half for a bounce back. I just... I know the Colts are not scared to throw the ball, and I have trust zero on the Steelers' offense. <laughs> I mean, I could not trust it less. Um, I guess give me Colts minus one and a half. I don't love it. <laughs> I'm not actually going to bet it, but... This might be a uh, this might be a good under game as well. I mean, I might do a Gardner Minshew under in passing yards because I think it's at two thirty five. Mitchell Trubisky under two hundred two passing yards. Why not? I think this might just be a really bad game. Give me the under on this as well. What is it? Forty two. That seems yeah. a little high for these teams. Okay. Uh, next up, one. This one. Next one is pretty fun. Uh, we have the red hot Denver Broncos. Dangerous. It goes into Detroit. Jared Goff has been all over the place lately, um, but the Lions are still nine and four, uh, still looking to. I think they can clinch the playoffs if they win. Um, they are four and a half point favorites at home, and the over under is forty seven and a half. What do you got? Is it crazy to like the over here? No, not at all. Because I feel like I the last three weeks I've watched the Lions. Their defense has been brutal. I mean. As much shit as I've given Russ over the last couple of years, he's looked decent. I'm not going to give him full credit here. I know, uh, but... I'm actually starting him in my big uh, playoff league this week uh, because I just don't trust Trevor Lawrence right now. Yeah, he hasn't turned the ball over. He's been really good at that. I mean, I think he's got four or five interceptions on this year. Not bad for what it was last year. Um, give me the Broncos plus four and a half. And give me the over of 47 and a half. Yeah, I don't hate it at all. Um, yeah, uh, this will be a fun one to watch for sure. Um, but yeah, give me some of those uh, Broncos receivers. Uh, give me Sutton's over. Uh, give me, um, why can I not think of his name? Uh, Jerry Judy's over as well. Uh, just because I think Judy's over is going to be real low. Um, but well, Let's yeah. take a quick look here. Let me get that game popped up. Yep. Receiving yards. So Jerry Judy's total right now is at 48 and a half. He has only hit that two times in the last five games. Yep. Personally, I would lean Sutton if you're going to take one. I think Sutton's been the main guy of that offense. Yep. Then uh other thing I like in that is Amon Ross St. Brown. He had a really bad game last week. He doesn't really hit those. He doesn't have a lot of bad games, so I do expect a good bounce back. His over-under is 75 and a half. I would expect him to go over on that. Yep, I do agree on that as well. Um, okay, next up, we got the Falcons at the Panthers on Sunday. One o'clock kickoff. Uh, Falcons minus three-point favorites, and the over-under is 34 in this. Uh, what do you got? Give me the Falcons. I want them to hurt me one more time. Yeah, uh, the Panthers are currently selling tickets for fifty cents to this game. Yeah, a little forty, like, you know, a couple quarters here. Yeah, um, I agree. Take the Falcons. I don't know that I would trust the over under on that. It seems like a trap. Um, and Bryce Young has been so so bad. Uh, yeah, just give me Falcons minus three. Any props you got for that? Uh, give me a Bijan touchdown. Keep it simple. Hey, John Tuddy. 
Bijan passes Dijon. Um, all right. Next up, we got the Bears at the Browns. The Bears uh, are still alive, technically. Um, Browns minus three, and it is over under of 38 and a half. How are you feeling about the Bears right now in this kind of a weird position where you have hope, which you didn't have like seven weeks ago, but also that So on ESPN, they have their playoff picture machine that you can play around with. Mm -hmm. And I went through this with like just what I thought who would win each week. Just a good guessing game. And I really think if the Bears win three of their next four games... There is a potential wild card spot for us, which is disgusting because personally, I'm pretty well aware of what my team is. If we go up against the either the Eagles, the 49ers, or Cowboys, it is going to look so bad. It is going to be like Florida State getting into the playoff and playing Alabama. How dare you? Too soon? No, I'm just joking. That was a, but it'll be like one of those situations like, why do we have a seven seed? playoff team we need to get rid of this next year but no that i'm hoping we do win i would like to see justin fields like play for his job things like that i don't think we will keep him i think the better he plays the higher his draft stock or his trade values worth i will go with the browns minus three flacco's been looking decent i don't know our defense let me take that back our defense is looking pretty fucking lights out man uh, the yes. Montez Sweat thing has been a massive change. Uh, I think Jalen Johnson's about to sign for extension, even though less than a month ago he wanted to get traded. But I think we're about to sign him to like a $95 million contract, which is crazy for Bears fans because I don't think we spend more than a nickel on players. Um, give me the Bears plus three and a half. I'll buy the hook there. And then, honestly, give me the over as well. I think... Um, think both offenses are clicking pretty well i don't know how the weather's going to be that could be the big difference but i mean if you're just running the ball to dj Moore, which is insane to think but he has been crushing it on those little like run plays yeah i can see the bears winning this game by mistake i don't think we should uh i think a fun one to bet in this game would be which happened last game is Browns uh, David Njoku to score two touchdowns. That's eighteen to one currently. Um, you know, obviously it's, it happened last game. It could definitely happen in this one. Um, it's basically only Njoku and Amari Cooper. I guess maybe a little bit of Elijah Moore as far as uh, passing options. Um, maybe even parlay that with Joe Flacco over one and a half uh, touchdowns. Um, but I do think it'll be actually a pretty entertaining game to watch. So it might be on my team. You know what? Uh, here's my parlay or prop for the day on that game. Elijah Moore over 39 and a half receiving yards. Uh, since Flacco's been back, he has hit that over four times. Yep. So he's four for four when Flacco's playing or three for three. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Nice. I'm on the Elijah Moore over 39 and a half receiving yards. Okay. Uh, next up. Bucks Packers Baker Mayfield goes into Lambeau. Um, Packers are minus three point favorites at home, and the over under is forty one and a half. What do you got? Uh, give me the Packers bounce back here. I would expect them to actually go out and win this game. Give me the minus three. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I just don't. I mean, I I want the Bucks to do well. I want Baker to do well. Um, but I just can't, in my own conscience, uh, bet that. <laughs> it's in um, Green Bay. It, I think the weather's going to be shitty or something like that. It usually is. I I yeah. don't imagine them playing well in the cold, so that's why I'm riding with them. Uh, next up, we have the Texans at the Titans. The Titans will be in their Oilers uniforms uh, for this one. Uh, Titans minus three, fresh off their kind of improbable comeback on Monday night. Uh, over under is 37 for this one. Do we know if CJ Stroud is playing? No, uh, he is on my fantasy team, so I'm doing my prayer circles and sacrificing chickens over here, making sure he comes back. I'm still waiting on the, the, the alert saying he's going to be all right. I do have three other quarterbacks that I picked up this week just in case. But uh, that being said, I really do not like the Titans wearing their Oilers jerseys at all, let alone against Houston. I feel like that's offensive. It's racist. It's sexist. It's, it's terrible for this country. You don't just steal a team and then rub it in their face. That is correct. So Fucking terrible. Texas uh, revenge game. That being said, I'm going to go with the Titans, whatever the spread is. I don't have it on my book, and I'm sure that's because CJ Stroud information is a little unknown. It is minus three Titans right now. Take that right now. Titans at home are a different animal. They play significantly better at home. Ride with that. And then take it now just before CJ Stroud gets back because then that could... F- I don't think CJ Stroud's playing. If... if I'm trying to protect my rookie quarterback. Give him a week off. You got Dougie Mills going in there. He he's done it before. He could do it again. Don't hate that. Take the Titans minus three. Uh, next up, uh, the red hot Tommy DeVito, New York Giants going into New Orleans, and New Orleans is a six point favorite. That seems yep. really high for a New Orleans team that's been kind of <laughs> below average, really. Uh, sure. Over under is thirty nine. Um, what do you make of this one? Uh, my book has the New Orleans Saints team total of 20 and a half. I will take the over on that. Okay. I'm not yeah, touching the that. spread because I have no idea what I'm going to get. I do expect some sort of letdown game from Tommy Cutlets over here. But it, it's bound to happen sooner or later. It happens every single year with a quarterback. What was it, Mike White? Last year, I mean, we even had Dobbs this year. Three or four games, it's awesome. We have Lynn Sanity. Then he goes back to, like, normal life. Jameis was playing for the Saints. Would this be the most fun quarterback matchup ever? I'd have it on my big TV with the sound on. 100%. Yep. Okay. Uh, Glad we're on the same page with that one. Um, All right, next up, we got the Jets at the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins kind of actually need to get this one. Um, it is Dolphins minus that eight and a half. Yes, Dolphins minus eight and a half over under thirty seven and a half. Um, I kind of like the over in this one. Um, what do you got? Is Tyree gonna play, or is he gonna yes. sit on the fucking sideline with the towel around his neck? He's gonna play. I fucking hate him. Um, having a little bit of a fantasy issue since that happened. Uh, let me keep looking at what's going on here. Uh, I got Dolphins minus nine on my book of the over under of 37. I don't, 
I hate this. I'm going to go Jets plus nine. Jets have been playing happen. well. Jets been playing good ball. I'm sick and tired of the Dolphins. I'm sick and tired of their candy-ass colors. I don't see any scenario where the team. Dolphins don't score 21. And I think the Jets can move the ball right now. Um, they are playing a lot better. Um, I, I just have a slight lean here on the over. Um, I think it's a little Over too- makes sense. I mean, if Zach Wilson goes out there and plays like they did last week, because Texans good defense. Uh, he, he was able to dice them up. The Jets have an incredible defense, so we don't get to talk about too much. I can see this. I, I can see the over 37. I'm going to go with the big dog spread here with the Jets plus nine. Just seems right. Next up, Chiefs at the Patriots. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, minus seven and a half on the road in New England. Over under is 37. Um, yeah. Just kind of a weird one, and every part of my body says to bet the Chiefs, and yet I don't like betting the Chiefs this year. Is that weird? Uh, no, it's pretty normal. They're not a good against the spread team, plain and simple. Uh, they haven't been for their entire dynasty, if what we want to call it. I would not touch that, but I would say, hey, I think they could score 24 points in a game. My team total for them right now is 23.5, so I would take the over on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with that, uh, and I don't really have anything as far as props on this one. It's more of a stay away, and if you're starting any of these players other than Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, then I hope you did your, your prayers. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, next up, we got the 49ers at the Cardinals. Uh, 49ers have been dominant lately. They're minus 12-point favorites on the road. Uh, against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals over under is 47 and a half. What do you got? Let me take a look real quick. Uh, 11 and a half. I got 12. Yeah, that's not enough. That's not enough points, dude. Um, they're going to win by 20. I will take the 49ers minus 11 and a half. I got a couple props here. I like Jawan Jennings over his receiving yards at 16 and a half. I like George Kittle over his receiving yards of 46 and a half. Uh, I uke over 66 and a half yards over his. I like all three of them to go over. I feel like this is going to be a Brock Purdy day. I would start Brock Purdy in your fantasy leagues if you got him. Give me the over on Brock Purdy's passing. He's at 251 right now. I think he gets anywhere around 300 yards this week. I uh, will be playing against Brock Purdy and CMC. Uh, you are fucked. <laughs> you might as well just cash your ticket to Cabo. You are done this season. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, next up uh, should be a fun one. Uh, the Washington Sam Howells. Uh, the commanders uh, go to LA against the Rams. Rams minus six and a half point favorites. The over under is 50 and a half. Um, so they must be expecting somewhat of a shootout here. Um, what do you got for this? Uh, Give me the under, and then give me the Rams minus six and a half. I'm kind of going the opposite of the way you should be doing. I don't think the commanders score. I think the Rams kind of blow them out here. Uh, Sam Howell's over-under on pass attempts is 37 and a half. Uh, And I swear I've bet this before, and he's hit that at halftime. (laughs) Um, So that is definitely one of mine to lock in over 37 and a half pass attempts. 
uh, for Sam Howell. Yeah, he, just to kind of give you a heads up this season, he has hit that 70% of the time. When that spread is, his pass attempts is around 37 and a half. He's only had two games where he hasn't done that, and those were two very big outliers. He had 23 against Atlanta in Atlanta, and he had 23 last week against the Dolphins when he last played. Dolphins game was, I mean, it was over so fast. Uh, yeah. It didn't even matter. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, and I think I'm with you as well. Rams minus six is the play. Uh, next up, uh, uh, the next ones are pretty fun. Cowboys Bills uh, in Buffalo. Uh, Bills minus two point favorites uh, over under 50 and a half. What do you got for this? I don't know. I'm sick. Yeah. Like the Bills are on top of the world right now again when we were just counting them out. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are playing out of their mind. Mm-hmm. I think this is the start of their gauntlet, though, or they went from Eagles to fucking Bills, and they'll have several more tough games to go through. Yeah. Give me the uh, give me the Bills on at home minus two or minus one and a half, wherever your book has it at. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys plus two, uh, only because I still, like I said, expected this year to be the end of the current. Uh, era of the Bills as far as Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, etc. Um, and this is how I see it, you know, ending in some heartbreaking, tough schedule uh, games. Um, yeah, give me Cowboys plus two for that one. And then maybe a slight lean on the over. Yeah, I don't hate either one. I mean, I'm looking at the weather right now in Buffalo just mm-hmm. to double check, make sure we're not doing anything stupid, but it looks like Looks like we're gonna have rain basically from four o'clock all the way to eight eight o'clock. So keep that in mind. Maybe the weather changes. Winds of seventeen miles per hour throughout the entire game. I can't. It sucks for them. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like it won't even be fun to watch. Like I was just telling somebody at work. I'm like, if it's gonna be cold enough to snow, and it's not snowing, then I'm mad. But if it is snowing, then I'm like, all right. Well, that's you know part of it. It's the beauty uh, of the game. I, I, my yeah. dream is to go to a Bills snow game where you, it's just completely blanketed over and you can't see shit. That would be a dream situation, like a football like bucket list kind of thing. Yeah. Um, all right. The Sunday night game is the Ravens on the road in Jacksonville. Uh, Ravens are three-point favorites over under 42 and a half. Uh, and this game is vital for the uh, playoff seating here in the AFC. Uh, what do you got? Uh, keep it simple. Give me the Ravens, minus three. That has been a pretty damn good team lately. Uh, Lamar Jackson has taken care of business against the Jaguars in history. I don't know if that really means shit, but every time he plays them, he hits his overs every single time. So just keep your eyes out on that. I think it's a, Jag- a easy Ravens game. Yeah. I wish the Jaguars would win, but I think you are right. I think the Ravens are just, uh, unfortunately, a better team. Um, okay. Uh, and then last, Monday Night Football, Eagles at the Seahawks. Seahawks are getting three and a half points at home over under 47 and a half. What do you got for this one? I don't think the Eagles are going to lose, what, three games in a row? I do expect the Eagles to win. I might buy to the three. 
Uh, we're still waiting on to see if Gino's going to be all right. He suffered a groin injury in practice, so he didn't even play last week. We'll see if he plays. If Gino plays, I might change my opinion here. If not, I kind of like the Eagles minus three. We'll see what happens on Monday. All right, so here's one I like uh, in this game. It is an adjusted player prop parlay. That means we're adjusting the uh, receiving yards line here. And it's 24 and a half yards for each person. And if you were going to build a parlay with that, you would obviously have A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and Dallas Goddard. And that is plus 140. So it's a lot of players. I would even take one of them out. I mean, yeah, but which one? I don't. I wouldn't be worried about either one. The Eagles have the worst pass defense, uh, and do I think Devonta, AJ, and Goddard are going to get at least twenty-five yards? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to. It's hard to. You know, who are you going to take out on that? Basically, all you're doing is basically betting that someone won't get injured. I feel like. I mean, maybe Goddard doesn't, you know, have super high totals this year, but I'm pretty sure he's got to 25 yards in almost every game. I mean, but how often does everybody get 25-plus yards? Well, I did this bet uh, with the Cowboy Seahawks game, and everything hit by halftime. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that was a different game, though. I mean, I'm looking back at their stats from you the Cowboys game. Is it a different game, or is it going to be the same game? That's basically my thing. Is I think it's going to be the same game. It's going to be a shootout. Um, yeah, yeah, if we're looking last week, uh, Devonta had 73 yards, A.J. Brown 94, Dallas Goddard with four catches, 30 yards. I mean, you were one drop away from being dead there. But, yeah, fuck it. Ride it out, man. Plus 140 sounds easy if it's, it's fucking cake. What could go wrong? Um, okay, cool. Anything else you got for that one? Uh, no, I kind of want to wait more on the injuries and seeing if uh, Geno Smith comes back. I'm expecting him to. Uh, I'm not betting I don't that know. Until, I'm gonna... until we get the Geno news. Yeah, I'm in a dilemma for fantasy. What's that? I have CJ Stroud as my starting quarterback right now. I don't think he's going to play. Here's my other three options. Or two options. Jake Browning, Geno Smith. Which one would you start? Right now, Jake Browning. Uh, yeah. But if it was a fully healthy Geno, I, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah, um, really, last thoughts on this game. I just don't see the Eagles losing three in a row. I find that very hard to believe. Could happen, but I, I sincerely don't think it will. Yeah, Eagles should win this game outright, and hopefully they put up a statement so they can get back on the conversation of people not saying that they're a bunch of frauds. Um, real quick, what do you think the odds are the Bears make the playoffs? Uh, I think we were at like 250 to 1, or no, it's 250, plus 250. Uh, it is plus thirteen hundred. Interesting. Thirteen to one. Little. little they don't. I wonder if I could take that. 
<laughs> it's just uh, if they win three other four games, there's a very good chance they're in. They're, that's the only reason why I told you. Is... And that is terrifying to see because like our next games are going to be the Browns, Cardinals. I think we play. Give me two seconds. Where are you, you sons of bitches? Yeah, Browns, Cardinals, Falcons, Packers. So I think Week 18 will be the deciding factor. In my mind, I don't want to make the playoffs. It's going to be rough. There's no chance we're going to win. But at the same time, I also don't want the Packers to get in. So that one's going to be a weird day for me. Yeah, that will be uh, definitely weird for your rooting interests there. Um, Okay. Uh, that's all that I got for today's episode. You got anything else? Yeah. Uh, if we don't record soon, uh, Monday or Saturday for college basketball. Bet the house on Purdue. That line is going to be very low. They're playing Arizona, both top two teams. I really think Purdue just wins outright because they're way bigger than they are. So make that a lock. I guarantee it. Other thing is uh, Kansas going into Indiana. Kansas will blow them out. Whatever the spread is, take it. Kansas will take a shit on them. Uh, Other things for tonight. Don't really have much. It's finals week. It's been pretty fucking painful. Give me Furman plus eight. That seems like a good one. Furman's been playing good ball. I think the total in that game is insane. It's like 173. So if you are bored, you don't like watching the NBA, check out Furman. Not a bad, not a bad squad there. I like uh, Furman. They are the uh, Paladins, I believe, which is uh, Good awesome. Job, Joe. It's, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Um, well, that's all we got for today's episode. Make sure you like, follow us, subscribe, hit us up on the interwebs, and we will be back uh, here early next week with some more bull picks. And uh, we'll probably get bigger and bigger into basketball as uh, football slowly fades away, unfortunately, in our lives. Um, yep. Cool. Uh, keep parlaying any team against the Spurs and Pistons until proven otherwise. That has hit quite a bit. So that is my last tip. God bless. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>